Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Tim Flint. He has run Flint Analytics for nearly a decade, focusing on using data to create better local marketing for multi-locational businesses using SEO, PPC, and web analytics. Tim has worked with brands such as Escape Caravans, Sunburst Shutters, Transition Lenses, the Children's Museum of Indianapolis, Defenders, and more. As a graduate of Notre Dame and Brigham Young University, Idaho, when he isn't working, he is hanging out with his kids in the outdoors. Tim, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me. So, Tim, I have always been um, amazed about your your your, your breadth of knowledge with um, with web, well, especially with web analytics, but understanding web analytics in the sense of how to tag and find people and find the right people through um, keywords, um, and also the scalability of how you um, how you approach things and the simplicity things. I think you're you're a no BS person, and you just kind of simplify things for people. And so, um, and, you, and you've done a lot of great things in the community with Smartups, Indy, um, in the past, and a few other, you know, a few other organizations. We've known each other for, just to let the listeners know, we've known each other since, oh my gosh, uh, probably 2015, so about five, six years now? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and um, I think my first question kind of starting out is, um, I think with the, what has happened in 2020 and a lot of people talking about starting their own business is kind of the opportune time. Well, you did it 10 years ago. So, you know, you know, why did you start, you know, Flit Analytics and even and talking a little bit more with your client base, which are more most multi-location businesses? How has that changed over the last 10 years? Yeah, um, there is more technology available uh, to, to help create better local customer experiences online, um, through the whole stack than there, than there ever has been. So, um, one of the artists, problem, and I was just talking to a company the other day, who's like, we're a traditional national retailer, but we have this business that we want to, um, that we want to be able to bring this service into people's homes to extend our product offering and bring it to people's homes. So they're like, but we have a problem. We need to have this in-person local business. We need more as in their terms, they're like, we need more density in these areas to be able to make that profitable for us to be able to offer that service. And that's where we don't know how to reach them. Um, that's, that's an unusual one, but I think we're going to see a lot more of that kind of the same thing where you're seeing traditional e-commerce retailers suddenly putting um, like ThinkGeek and companies like that putting um, putting stores in malls, right. Um, across the country you're, you're seeing. So when I'm looking at, at this, it's not historically when you're thinking multi-location businesses, you're thinking franchises or restaurants or things like that, but really it's, it's much more than that. It's home goods. So there's so many, um, whether it's a window treatments company that's national or a, um, some some home goods are not national, like HVAC. There's very little national presence in HVAC. Um, but some home services like uh, garage outfitters or garage door companies or like um, cleaning, like Mary Maids and stuff like that. Some of those things have been national with localized uh, offices for a long time. Home security. Um, all of those have... Uh, a lot of those have had this like national presence and they've always had the problem of 
we're going to build a store in a new area. How do we get enough business for that new store? And how do we do it at scale? Because all of these companies, they struggle with certain cities make more money than others and which which is fine at the end of the day but how do we how do we raise up the the lower end of our business and how do we raise up the the higher end part of our business and so what we've really seen is just more technology to help people um, manage all of that problem because when you're managing lots of locations from a digital side you have you could have hundreds or thousands of google my business profiles right how do you manage that and manage it effectively? You could have hundreds of social media accounts uh, for like hundreds of Facebook pages for all of your stores. You could have um, you could have hundreds of websites uh, for all of your stores. You could have. So how do you create a good experience so that way every single store has reviews on their Facebook account or every single store has reviews on their GMB? How do you um how do you make it so that way it's still personal while yes, you're a, a big national company, but how do you make it still personal? And so there's been more technology in the past 10 years to help solve that problem from monitoring because that's a huge, like, so when you're monitoring social media across all these accounts, how do you respond? Uh, how do you make sure that you don't have a terrible, ex like you're missing out on uh, this terrible experience some customer had so really, it's the technology's gotten better to be able to adapt to help them manage these things at scale. Yeah, I've kind of noticed that you've kind of um, announced or tested some tools over the last few years. Um, I mean, that, that's kind of the, always the thing is kind of figuring out what the best tools are for um, the right thing, like monitoring, responding and other things. Kind of going back a little bit, um, of you know. Why did you start, you know, Flint Analytics? Like what was kind of the the initial thought process and especially going into like um, multi-location businesses too? Yeah, um, so I got fired. Um, so that's always a good impetus to start any business. I'd always wanted to start my own business. So I, so I took the time. Uh, I didn't know what I want to do at first. So I started consulting and doing the things I knew well, which was analytics. And, that, and I had worked with enough agencies in my life to know that most agencies, especially in the early 2000s, but even now, um, the agencies still even today, you'll find agencies that sell impressions as the be all end all of uh, what their client should should take as uh, should take as uh, how they're performing, which in the digital space, we know that impressions kind of mean nothing uh, at the end of the day um, in so many ways, just because impression and an impression can be like a microsecond and you have an impression uh that's being registered so um so i when i started off i really wanted to help help agencies better justify what they're doing and prove their worth right so i would consult with agencies and they'd bring me in and i would help them they'd be like okay how do we track everything we're doing and so i'd help them figure out how to track like phone calls and their form fills and connect, make sure that attribution was there. So that way, when they did this display campaign or paid search campaign or even uh, offline campaign, that the attribution was there. So that way, they that, that when they went to the CEO and said, we did this and it directly led to this, um, they would have a better experience. Now, 
as we know in marketing, not everything works. So sometimes that works to your disadvantage because when you come back with the numbers, they're not what the agency is very excited to see um, because whatever they did. So, so that's where we started. And from that, we also had a lot of experience in paid search and that just kind of grew and grew and grew for me. And so I just continued, uh, I was enjoying that side. So I really kind of focused in and, and turned it into my business. And as we gained clients, I, uh, we, we tended to just fall in. We had, we started with this one local store who was trying to sell local in this franchise. And then he's like, Hey, I got a buddy who would love some help too. So I go help him. And they're like, Hey, we got another buddy who would need some help. And so suddenly I was having to deal with a lot of these multi-location problems, um, that have plagued people because it's like, okay, how do we, how do we handle this? And then from there I was able to get and work on the national account. Um, and so I just took a lot of that experience. And then I was like, this is a huge problem in an area that we could go after, um, that we've learned a lot of ways to be able to have a lot of success doing this. And so, so we just figured out, we found tech partners that could help us solve a lot of the problems that we needed. Um, we kind of embedded ourselves with those. And so we, we, we learned how to take their tools and make them even better for our clients. And so that's really how we got into, into this market and how most of our business falls somewhere within the, I have multiple locations and I'm trying to market locally. I like that. Um, and that perfectly segues into the kind of the next question is, you know, what should people or, you know, potential clients or even current clients you have kind of consider when marketing locally online? Like, what does it take to kind of implement it? I mean, you mentioned a few things with, you know, Google My Business, Facebook pages, but what kind of takes to kind of um, overhaul um, in a way of kind of taking over and kind of, you know, making sure that the strategy and the implementation are um, in line? Yeah. Um, so the first thing you kind of need to figure out with a multi-location uh, marketing strategy is one, how can I be more local? Um, how can I, how can I really feel for this business? Like I am a local business because I kind of a defender of these larger companies and nationals, even though I love and I will always support like truly local businesses. Um, a lot of these franchise owners, they're like, they're your neighbor. <laughs> they're from the community, right? They are people who their kids play on your, on your other kids, baseball and basketball teams and soccer teams. They're, they're your soccer coaches. Like a lot of these franchise owners or even like local store managers, it, they are still local at the end of the day. And so, so if you have many locations or even if you have uh, many locations in a small region, right? How do you, how do you do that? And how, how do you make, make it so that people realize, yeah, we might be nationally backed, but at the end of the day, we're locally based. Like you can call us. Um, so we like to work with companies that you can call them. You can call their local uh, their local area, or you can provide information about the local community that someone else cannot. And so, so think about how you can make yourself more relevant locally, because when you make yourself more relevant locally, uh, online, your conversion rates go up. The likelihood that someone who sees you 
is going to call you, send you a text, um, do business with you goes up considerably. When when they can see you and interpret you as more than just, oh, you're just some big franchise. If they can see you as, oh, you're the local guy who owns this franchise, or you, or even if you can't do that as well, you can say, at least I understand the local market. And if you can do that, you're going to have uh, a lot more success because customers really do want to buy locally. So to do that, so so that's one. And then and the first one is if you are a multi-location business, you have to figure out how when people search, when people search for your product or service, and most multi-location businesses have this advantage, people are looking for their product or service. It's not a startup. It's not something that's completely new in a market that no one's ever sold before. Um, so people are looking for your product or service locally. Is you have to realize that at the end of the day, most big multi-location companies focus way too much nationally in their ad spend because, and they'll spend, they'll have their division or their SEO division or their local, and they'll think that the local, that the local market and local search traffic type stuff is like this big. They'll think it's like this really small circle, but realistically, um, it's this massive circle that encompasses it because so much traffic. I think I've even seen. Um, like over 50% of like commercial commercial terms, people looking for a product, good or service are looking for it locally. And so how do you take advantage of that? And it's actually one of the most underserved uh, SEO and paid search opportunities that's out there just because it's so, so much harder to do to really show up. So that way, if you are, if you are selling locksmith services, um, talk about an industry I don't actually work in, but if you are selling locksmith services, I don't, I don't look for, or I I might just type locksmith in the Google and Google's going to know that's a local search by default. So immediately there, if you type in locksmith in the Google, it's going to be, there's going to be a map pack. There's likely going to be local service ads. Um, There's going to be most of the uh, organic results are also going to be local businesses or they're going to be aggregators like Yelp and places like that. Right. So, so how do you, so that's how, even with the big term, but the thing is that's not the only way people search. People will type in locksmith, Carmel, Indiana, locksmith, Indianapolis, or people who pick locks near me, or uh, there's all sorts of different search terms and search phrases and subjects or people looking for, Hey, how to pick a lock on a Chevy Volt or whatever it might be. So, right. So you have, so you have all this varying copy and you, and you want to be able to rank for it for locksmith, Carmel, locksmith, Chicago, locksmith, Detroit, locksmith, Louisville, locksmith. So you're trying to rank for all of these different variations in what we call geo modify keywords. And and so how do you do that consistently over time? And so you really want to figure out how do you do that? Most businesses that we work with for those type of terms, they're doing really good if they're on the first page for like 30% of those type of keywords across all of their markets, because there's thousands of those type of keywords. Um, clients that we work with and have worked with for years normally are sitting at, they're on the first page or in the top three for 80% of their keywords and in the top on the first page for like 95% of thousands of keywords of these localized keywords. 
And so the thing is, you have to, to be able to do that, you have to build systems. You have to build systems that will answer questions uh, easily. You could do it all by hand. You could go to India and you could hire people to go create you like landing, unique landing page after unique landing page after unique landing page um, for all of these locations. But it's not going to do very well. Um, there's going to be huge headaches. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, but especially now, there's technology that makes it easier so you can create a better local customer buying experience. And so when I talk with companies, I'm like, do you want to appear local? Well, a true local business, like a true local locksmith independent on his own, he's going to have a local website. He's going to have a local Facebook page. He's going to, on that local website, he's going, he's going to have a Google My Business account. On that local website, it's going to talk about locksmith in uh, Indianapolis, uh, it's going to talk, every single page of that site is going to talk about locksmith stuff in Indianapolis versus a corporate company, which is maybe going to have one page on an entire like multi-thousand page website that's going to talk about locksmith in Indianapolis. Um, they're going to have a local phone number on that page and it's going to be on every single page of that site, right? So a, a local business is going to have all of these things and their local businesses often can dominate the big players um, for any localized search term. Google benefits them because they do such a good job. And so that's, so you have to think, how do I create that level of experience? And uh, for all of the markets that I'm going after, um, so most local businesses will know all of the suburbs in their area, right? Um, and they'll have pages to target all of the suburbs in their area if, they, if they're a good local business. So how do I do that? Now, how do I scale that? And so now once you start getting into the suburbs and not just major metros, you're looking at hundreds, if not thousands of locations that you might be having to try and optimize for because people do search for the, not only do People don't just search for um, home security system in Indianapolis. They'll look for the local home security company in Carmel or in Westfield or in Fishers, which are all suburbs of Indy. I like that. And you just kind of talked to my next question was how to build systems. But um, to answer question, you know, customers question to build SEO, but you, you detailed it perfectly in the sense that. There's corporate accounts. Yeah, they have, probably have one page that probably says locksmith or a keyword out of a multi-page, you know, multi-thousand page site. But you have to, but Google, how you you recognized it is they, you build a keyword based on a, on a page and you help build that page out or those keywords, you build that advertising out. So everything has to be in line for the specifics of, you know, what Google has, has told you, like keyword ads and landing page. Um, so can you describe, so no more grilling questions here, but can you describe something that, you know, you, you helped, you, you helped a client out, but they didn't, you know, realize, or if there was a pivotal moment where you're like, this isn't, you know, this, you know, isn't working, you know, we tried this and we tried different things where you, you saw, you saw an increasing success or you just kind of approached the client saying, Hey, you're doing it this way. How about trying it this way? Is there any kind of story you want to kind of you know, leave the audience with, um, you know, based upon like mobile location marketing and technology and customer experience. Yeah. Um, with one of our clients that we were working with individually, um, with all of the different locations that they had, 
all of these all of these local franchisees had their own had their own website and they were doing really well. Well, we found out later that they weren't allowed to have these uh, their own websites, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And so eventually, corporate found out that they had all their own websites, and um, and we t- and they uh, and they're like, you guys have to shut all of these down. And they're all like, wait, 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 we're killing it. Uh, um, can you need to talk to this person. So we talk, so we talk to them and we're like, yeah, it makes more sense. Like look at how these guys are ranking compared to your local page and all these other markets. They're like, they're ranking for all these keywords, like their traffic, um, their traffic combined is as much as all basically your entire corporate site traffic. And this is only like, four or five locations and out of all of this. And they're like, Oh, they're like, yeah, this is, this is an amazing opportunity for you. So because we've developed uh, we, with our partner who's developed a system um, that we can manage hundreds or thousands of localized domains and websites as if they're one, and we can make that, make the copy unique. We can create local variables. We can allow the local store to go in and blog on their own and they have their own page. And so like when those local store managers, most of them are never going to do it. They just don't have the time. They don't care. But then you get those ones who like really get into it. And now they're serving up their own content, stuff that the corporate could never be able to pull off. And their sites are doing even better than everybody else's again. And so it's it's a matter of can you give give these people tools <clears throat> to feel local? Um, the other thing we see is, like I said, we see we saw with this client, like when someone went to a local page on a corporate site, they would convert at X percent. When they went to a local website for that cu- customer. Um, the conversion rate was 20 to 50% higher just because it's more relevant. Like, again, the number at the top is not an 800 number um, like it is on a corporate website. The number at the top of the page is a, is a 317. It's a 312. It's, uh, it, it's, it's like it's a, local, it's a local phone number. And so when, we, when we're able to see that, um, like just how much better those conversion rates are, and you look back and it's just like, it's just a better shopping experience. Um, now, not every local business um, should have should have individual domains, and there's a number of reasons why why th- and are, that are good reasons. But you should think about how do I get more than a page on my site? Um, uh, how do I get more than a single page on my site for this local service or business? If I'm going to do that, some locations, some businesses like like a subway subway has, I think the largest number of franchises in the country. If all of those had a domain, it would cause mass confusion for companies or for, for the customers. And it's a quick service business, right? So when you do a, like a local domain strategy, you're normally dealing with things that are more of a considered purchase, a high dollar, because again, there's still added cost, right? Um, added cost for, for building and managing that. Um, and also you just have to weigh the potential for brand confusion or things like that, that you might create. And 
Um, but for businesses that have a few hundred locations across the country that are pretty disparate and they're hitting in, in pretty legitimately different markets, um, and it's a, it's a good value term, it could be worth doing that. But you think about how can I just make the experience more local at the end of the day, because I can't stress that enough is I'm always thinking about how do I make, how do I create the best local customer experience possible? Um, because if you do that, you're going to win. Um, because most businesses, the reason why they create new locations all across the country is because they wanted to build a local experience, right? A local shopping experience. But suddenly, for some reason, everyone forgot about that when they went to the web. They just completely, it just went out the door and they're like, well, yeah, we build like local, we're going to go in and we're going to spend thousands and if not millions of dollars building a uh, a building and optimizing that, doing a whole bunch of research and building that. <clears throat> but once it comes to our, our digital presence online, it's going to be, it's going to be a single page. It might have the address and that's it. And there was no thought into thinking about what that local experience online should be like. I like that. I mean, that sums it up perfectly in the sense that, um, I mean, you literally said just, it kind of went out the window. Um, not no pun intended for one of your clients. Um, so Tim, this, you know, part of the episode is about you, you know, what is, you know, why do you get up in the morning? Why do you do what you do? Um, why do you work? And then the, the other two are, you know, what do you do as a hobby and what do you do as a, you know, health, you know, this is part of the episode where it's about you. Um, so wait, what was the first one again? Why do I do what I do? Yes. Um, cause I like creating stuff and running my own thing. Um, at the end of the day, um, I get to blaze my own trail. Um, and all, mo- all of my business moves are generally, how can I do more of what I want to do? Um, almost all of them are because entrepreneurs, I, I've always loved the phrase, I forget who said it, but basically entrepreneurship is the last haven for the unemployable. Um, I think I am definitely unemployable. (laughs) Um, uh, it's, it's, it's a great way to be able to experiment, to have fun, to kind of, um, create, it can be incredibly frustrating, incredibly difficult. Um, in the early days of the business, there are many times they're like, I should just go get a job. (laughs) Life would be a lot simpler. Um, but really it's because we have a chance to create something special. Um, and sometimes what you start off creating isn't necessarily the thing you ultimately want to create. It's just being a part of that creation process. Um, and so like we have businesses that we're really excited about that got shut uh, opportunities that got shut down because of the pandemic. And that's become like more of my passion project. Right. Um, but eventually as this pandemic lifts and uh, it's in the live event space and it's using our technology to create a more local experience for the ticket buying process. Right. It's all about um, it's it's all about that. But suddenly when we were about to launch in uh, April 1st of last year, 
there were no events and we're like, it would be a really bad bet to launch now because most likely everything we saw out, we're going to have to give back. And so we're like, we can't launch now um, because we saw all these, um, all these companies who were selling tickets uh, in the past year, how much of them they suffered because they had to give back all the money that they made. And so it just devastated the industry. Um, so we, we wisely chose to pivot at that time, um, to a bunch of other projects that we're really excited about as well, that are really neat and are going well. Um, but, and, but we'll come back to that because people are going to want to get out (laughs) at the end of this. And so, but for me, it's, I got to help create that. I get, I get to help create this really cool thing to make it. Uh, a better buying experience. Um, but yeah, it's really that process of the creation that, that gets me excited at the end of the day. And, and what do you do as, um, you know, for your hobby and what do you do as, you know, health wise to kind of help you kind of recharge and, and to keep that creative process, um, on a, on a high level? Yeah. So for me, I love the outdoors. Um, so I, uh, tend to do, uh, hiking, camping, and probably the thing I do the most is paddleboarding. Um, so we'll take the family paddleboarding. I'll just go on my own in a, like a morning before work or after, or in the evening. Um, not this time of year as much, but, um, uh, so, so, so just to go with friends, we'll go strap on a bunch of camping equipment onto a paddleboard, paddle out to an Island, um, someplace, uh, and go, go camping with the family. We did that this summer. Um, so really for me, it's my hobbies tend to be around when I'm not at home with kids, um, doing things with them, it's taking them on adventures, trying to take them on as many cool adventures as we can locally. So, um, my Instagram feed is full of fun, random day trips or overnight trips that I've done with my family and my kids. Um, just because I want them to experience and love the outdoors, um, health wise. So those activities keep me going, but, uh, I do a lot of weightlifting or running. Um, got a friend that's in he's huge into the Highland games. And so he's trained me how to do that. And so I'll do one of those once a year just for fun of it. But that's the goal. That's the uh, reward for weightlifting, uh, four times or so a week, uh, to, <laughs> to, to give me something that's worth it. But yeah. Well, Tim, you know, thanks for sharing about multi-location marketing, um, kind of what the steps that kind of take in the sense of the strategy component, as well as anybody who has, you know, a franchise or looking for, um, looking for help to kind of navigate, um, your information will be, you know, on this episode and, you know, thanks for sharing, you know, about you. I think kind of that's kind of been the biggest, you know, portion of, you know, why, why do you do what you do? And you kind of, you just summed it up. You wanted to blaze your own trail. Um, and then, you know, just kind of talking about, you know, everything's kind of centered around being outdoors and being around your family. And I think that's just a perfect summation of what kind of person you are, um, where you, you, you put the value in of where you want to put the value in. So Tim, you know, thanks for being on this episode. Thank you, Sean, for having me. And to all the Converge Coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.